Before we get started, we want to talk about two things that we like to start off our shows with. First is Dice Envy. We are official affiliates of Dice Envy. Go to DiceEnvy.com using the special link in our show notes and buy dice, and we will be able to get a small percentage of what you pay for those dice, and we'll fold that into the show. Also, BattleBards, go to BattleBards.com. Take a look at their vast library of sound effects. They have all sorts of things that you can use to enhance your games. They also offer Prime subscriptions, which give you access to streaming sounds, tools that you can use to prepare sounds for games. And if you use our exclusive code STACK, you'll get a 20% discount. Check them out, BattleBards.com. Lots of ways to contact us. We love to hear from our stackers. Catch us on Twitter and Instagram at StackoDice by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We have a wiki that I have been letting lapse a lot recently, but that's vardalon.wikia.com. If you haven't left us a review yet or rated us on iTunes, we sure would love to hear that. That helps us out and helps others to be able to find the show. It's been a while since we've mentioned Rob Irvin of Rob Irvin VoiceOvers. He did the voice intro to our show, and we're hoping to work with him more closely when we begin breaking our show up into more discrete seasons. You can find Rob Irvin at robirvinvoiceovers.com or on Twitter at robirvinvo. Speaking of which, we're going to be breaking our show up into seasons. We need to discuss this between all four of us to figure out what makes the most sense, but be ready in the somewhat near future. I think it's going to work out the best for us in the long run to be able to sustain the pace of the show and everything. I have a feeling we're probably going to push on till our live appearance in May, and then after that we'll take a break for about a month and then come back for a season, and we'll figure out how long a season is. Download numbers have been going up. This means more people are grabbing our show week after week, and this really helps us keep going. If you like our show and have a friend who might be interested, say something. And if you've already told everyone you know, you can tell those you don't know by rating and reviewing our show. It's easiest to do this through iTunes, though other services may allow you to leave comments. I want to thank those of you who have stuck with us through the entire run of our show. Your feedback, comments, reviews, and encouragements have been super helpful. I've recently gone back and listened to some early episodes, and yeesh. <laughs> thank you for sticking with us. No joke. Uh, we've really tightened up a lot on our sound. We've been learning a lot about voice editing and sound and all that stuff in the process. Thanks for uh, dealing with us in our time of experimentation. Uh, but it's just been really neat to hear how good the quality has gotten, especially in the last few weeks. As of this episode, I want to implement a new rule. This is the I know a guy rule. It's a special house rule, which at any point the players choose, they can say, I know a guy, give a little background, and then they've added a new character into the world. I envision this to be saved for special occasions where the characters are stuck or don't quite know where to turn, but you can invoke this rule anytime you like. At this point, Tira, Bash, or Peter can choose to say, I know a guy, with the hope the character can help. It's going to be on you to give a quick, not-too-detailed sketch of the character, and then we just step back and let things happen. Here's the catch. Once you find the character, the encounter could go one of two ways. On a successful charisma check, the character's friendly and helpful. On a failure, you can expect an unfriendly reaction, and we won't know until you roll the dice. This rule is courtesy of David Nett and is reminiscent of the scene in the sci-fi classic The Empire Strikes Back, when Han needs help and goes to Cloud City to find Lando, but he's not completely sure how Lando's going to welcome him. It's a neat scene because it immediately implies a backstory, and Lando's able to step onto the screen with a little 
immediate dimension. I will apply a slight limitation. Throughout the whole game, the characters can use this rule a number of times equal to their charisma bonus. So what is your bonus, Meredith? Um, I think you have a two, plus two. Two. Zero. So you'll have a one. I got three. What? Peasants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that way everyone has at least one time that they can introduce a character into the story. I, I like this. I have no idea how you're going to use this, uh, but that's the fun of the game. And we'll roll with whatever you come up with. I think the story is really going to benefit. So, players, who do you know? You will find out in the spur of the moment. Who's Tyr going to know? She'd go up in a mine. I know um, Billy Bob, the ancient magician who can cast Wish at will. The question for this episode comes from listener Falconfire7. He's been really excited about our show, sending us pictures and asking lots of questions through Instagram. We appreciate that, Falconfire. He asked the question, if you were to choose an animal that most resembles your character based on your adventures to this point, what would that animal be? Oh, dear. Tira. Of course you start with Because <laughs> you me. made the worst face. <laughs> I did make the worst face. And the, the sad thing is I had advanced knowledge of this question and I still don't have an answer for it. Uh, I have thought about it. I just, uh, okay. Um. What animal would you like your character to be associated with? You know, however you want to answer the question. Take your time. We can splice this out. I know. Say dad's going to do a lot of cutting here. I, I went back and forth but between whether the per, whether the animal should be one that's reminiscent of her days in the Delve, like her home life or an upbringing, or one that would be more connected to who she's kind of turning into um, on this adventure. So... You know, it goes between, you know, could she, should it be a mole? Or <laughs> which I'm Tira like, the Mole. I'm Tira the Mole because of <laughs> digging underground. Could and I whatnot. dig through you? Or like a pack mule? I don't know. <laughs> Hard work and load bearing under a the A slug. The I could be a slug. <laughs> Earthworm. Bush. Bush, yeah. Or would it be something more like... Uh, I don't know. What kind of animal do you think her fighting style resembles? She just kind of goes in. Tasmanian devil. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It would go along with the rage thing. There you go. Or a hundred badger. There's my garbled non-answer. That was no answer at all. I'm sorry. I told you. (laughs) Michael. What about Womberbush? I, I think it would be uh, some type of a pig, a uh, warthog maybe, or, a, or a, a wild boar probably. That makes sense. I think one of your first transformations was to yeah. grow the tusks, right? Yeah. 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 So that's what you see I'm being associated yeah, with. Yeah, because um, they say, I don't know who they are, and I don't know why they say it, but they say that uh, there's a certain level of intelligence that goes along with pigs. I like that. Um, but also to keep cool and stuff, they rut around in mud. And, um, I think that's Wamberbash also. I've been at a pig farm before and it stinks. That's also Wamberbash. And, um, they, uh, focus on eating a lot, which is also Wamberbash. So I, I, there are many reasons why I think he would be that. Yeah. When I was growing up, we lived for a little while in Germany and within walking distance of our house, there was, it was called Kafertal Woods. And it was neat because there were trails and everything. You could walk through the woods and families would just go and walk in the woods, which was neat. But there was an enclosure in the middle of it and they had one or two bison 
and several warthogs. And I remember that smell. It's, it was a spicy, musky smell. And you, you could sense it walking up. There was still maybe like 30 <laughs> feet from the fence and you'd start smelling this thing that would kind of prickle your nose and, and you'd look in there and they're rooting around in the dirt, like you were saying, yeah. looking for stuff to eat, scraps that people had thrown over the fence, whatnot. But yeah, I, I know that smell well. You know, I was watching something and they say that they used to use pigs to find um, truffles. Yeah, now it's but dogs. But now it's illegal. Now it's dogs. Yeah, it's illegal to use a pig to uh, find truffles, apparently, in hmm. France, I believe. And I'm not really sure why. Or Italy. Italy, it's illegal, hmm. I believe. I didn't look it up, but that's what I heard. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> Thane, what is Peter's Animal Association? Oh, dear. For whatever reason, I'm kind of thinking like a ferret or something. I don't quite know why a ferret. I guess just because Peter's... A weasel? Sleek and glossy. I don't know. <laughs> He's sleek and glossy. <laughs> but I just I can just kind of imagine... I can just, scent gland. Okay. I can just kind of imagine uh, Peter as like a ferret, I guess. Let me try this, too. So, Tira, I see you as almost like a um, <laughs> Womberbash. I see you as a dog. You're loyal. What kind of dog, then? Lab? <laughs> Chocolate lab? This no, is that's too recreation. friendly. Okay. That's too friendly. Um, kind of a hound? Not a German shepherd. No, you're, that's, that's a little too aggressive. Yeah, I think a hound. Um, so you're skilled at things. I can see a hound. Yeah. Peter... And Tira, yeah, that is tough. <laughs> Not I, as easy as it sounds, I, is it? I, I That's see because Peter as I a have... flamingo, you know, something that flamingo. just quite doesn't uh, keep its color all the time, unless it eats a specific type of. Uh, unless shrimp. I'm eating, um, <laughs> unless unless I'm eating mushroom casserole, then I'm gray. Yeah. <laughs> but I eat mushroom casserole, and then I turn no, pink, and it's all weird. I, I think I can kind of see where you're going with ferret. I mean, they're quick and. Jumpy, Wait, smart. You know where I was going with it. I don't know where I was going with it. I mean, I can. I, I, when you said ferret, I thought I can see that. I guess you know. Clever. I see him sort of as a rabbit. That, Peter Rabbit. Oh, brother. I just kind of, I just kind of can like think of. I could just imagine like a ferret wearing my scale mail, and I'm like, that's Peter. Yeah. So if we suddenly transition to Redwall, or if, yeah, if right. we turn, if we turn to like I don't know, Wind in the Willows, Peter would be a ferret. ferret. Interesting. Yeah. So Tira, maybe a badger. I like that. So, uh, very tough and very irritable. Irrit yeah, that's and, a wolverine, and you don't want to mess with it. No. Yeah. Or so a mongoose. I think I think badger <laughs> yeah, would be I think good. Badger. Yeah. Badger. All right. Burly. And You're strong. Hufflepuff. <laughs> what does that make you? Nothing. Which is what you're about to become. Prepare to die. That's from Spaceballs. All right. Well, let's see how your animal personalities play out in this episode. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Hello everyone, I'm Rhett, the Dungeon Master of this 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure set in the homebrewed world of Vardalon. With me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wobberbash Benson Mum. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. Our last game was an interesting one. The characters took things in a direction I did not anticipate, thank you players, but I think it was exceptionally well done. 
and it was absolutely necessary. In that episode, the party surfaced from below the waves in their marvelous apparatus. As soon as the door swung open, Bash was out in a flash and running as far as he could go to get away from the claustrophobic prison into which he'd been forced. Tira, Peter, and Thump caught up with him and had a frank discussion. Their future, together, looked uncertain until the stag arrived. He talked them through the emotions, and at last Bash relented, agreeing to return to the dreaded apparatus's close confines. With the stag's guidance, Peter was able to concoct a potion that has allowed Bash to feel as though he's in another place, and the party has returned to the waves, ready to continue its journey. Who's ready to tell a story? I am. I'm so ready. First of all, why don't you go through what you're thinking in your mountaintop place? If memory serves, I was sitting on the mountaintop on the dew sweet grass, and I uh, decided to meditate. And what I'm thinking about is everything that has happened thus far, um, all the adventures that we've been on, the things that I've learned. I'm focusing on what I learned about my animals from my books and um, a little bit of my fighting, uh, trying to uh, think about some things, think through, through some things, think about the fights that we've had and how I fell short a lot of times and maybe where I um, succeeded in certain instances. I'm just thinking about all those things. I'm learning to focus or trying to focus my mind a little bit better and trying to grow, and that's basically what I've been doing in here. But I do feel a lot better trapped in my thoughts than the physical reality of being being trapped inside of this apparatus. You sit on the mountaintop, the cool breeze playing through your hair as you sit in a frozen moment in time. Down below, far away in the purpling veils of velvety land, dusk is coming on. But here, on your perch far above, it's eternal sunlight. You close your eyes and smile slightly at the delicious combination of cool air and warm sun. The smell of sweet grass rises to your nostrils as the heat of the day releases from the mountain stone. Your hand drops to your lap, and there you find the familiar contours of your spoon. Its smooth bowl fits perfectly to your thumb. The streak on the handle warms under your fingers. The remaining mismatched flakes of stone at the handle's end gleam fitfully in the red sunlight. Not now, Dad. Leave me alone. What is it with you? You always come in the most inopportune times. Can you just leave me alone? If I could do something to rip you out of my skull, I would. I take out my spoon and I dig it into my ears. <gasps> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> and Tira says, for a bet, what are you doing? No, but I am in my thoughts, right? Okay. All right. Okay. And I dig in my pack um, in my dream world, and I take out um, some, um, some mushrooms. These are special mushrooms that I find that I only take in certain instances. And I, uh, I take this particular mushroom, and it makes me feel different. The voice trails off. Excellent. In your solitude, the stone shifts beneath you. The mountain is adjusting to tiny plate movements far below, adding to its height here, 
grinding its way smaller there. You're keenly aware of every detail of the mountain's life, and its gentle movements are rocking, rocking, rocking too much. Have you checked the vertical stabilizer? The Semri's voice calls out in the closed confines of the apparatus. Yes, it is as tight as I can get it, replies Pekongo. Those of you closest to him can see beads of sweat on his smooth green forehead as he applies a final bit of torque with a wrench. You're in the apparatus. What's happening? Is there a problem? I currently have my, like, mine clenched tightly on the, uh, bobs Controls. On the controls, my knuckles are white. Okay. The apparatus is bobbing heavily in the water. So maybe you're in a current or something like that. It's hard to know. It's alarming for you. The, even though Asimri's voice is tight with emotion, he doesn't sound panicked. And so you think perhaps maybe it's just some adjustments that are going on to ease the passage of the ship through the water. I'm just kind of steering along all nice and cool, like I always do. From Thump comes a sour, almost vinegary smell. And he <laughs> looks... Do we know that one? No, you don't. That's a new one. There's a puddle of yellow liquid underneath him. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I have vinegar written here, so Why? it's not one that I have a meaning for. I see. Okay, so vinegar... Peter, the controls are shaking in your hands. They're not... It's not like they're threatening to break or anything, but you can feel them almost pulling against the flow of the water. Okay. So is there anything you want to say or do? I mean, it's, it's basically time for interaction if you want it. What's going on back there? We are making some adjustments. We thought we had fixed everything right on land, but it will be fine. Do you need an extra pair of hands? If you could hold this, yes. All right, son. Is it one of the levers, I guess? No, it's toward the back. Oh. Um, there's maybe a pipe fitting or something that has shaken loose, and the Congo is struggling to tighten it down, so your help will oh, aid right. him immensely. Right. Do I'm I need to pull this over? No, no, we will be fine. We will be fine. Okay. Bakongo begins humming to himself. It's just this nice, rich, calming sound that fills the cabin and puts puts you at ease. You can see every now and then, as you're looking over your shoulder at Womberbash, Tira, you can see that he is, he seems to strain for a moment, like he's tensing against something, and you can hear him muttering something, something about a dad. And then he goes silent, and you see him sit back with a dreamier expression on his face. Are his eyes open? They are. They've been open the whole time. He's blinking, but mm-hmm. it's not. His eyes are large. They're. Okay. It's like he's staring off into the distance. I sure hope that whatever it was that you gave him, Peter, is uh, working the way it's supposed to. I don't know. He looks kind of odd sometimes. I hope so, too. I mean, I never heard of that recipe before that the stag gave me. At last, you hear Bakongo's voice. That should do it. And yes, the vibrating stops and the passage of the ship becomes much more smooth almost immediately. And so it continues like this for about a day. After the first day of travel, most of you find yourselves beginning to become accustomed to the motion and sounds of the apparatus. Things are going smoothly when you come over a ridge of rock and see darkness yawning below you. You've come over some sort of deep valley or abyss. Sometimes I just wish we had time to just really explore all this. Through your viewports, you can see only inky black with the occasional passage of some debris in the water. The gulf stretches out of sight to your left and right 
but up ahead, in the light filtering down from what is probably a midday sun, a long way overhead, you can see the other side. In the cliff face opposite is a large tunnel that seems to cut through and could afford you passage to more open waters. How long have we been in here just for this day? Because we only have a limited amount of oxygen. Yeah, you've come up during your travel. You've come up at least twice. It's every eight hours. Every eight hours, right. replenish your air supply. And how long has it been since we last surfaced? It has been two hours or so. So you've got plenty of air. We have six hours of air. I think we we could do it. Is there any way, uh, do we see this tunnel on their depth charts, the, the map that they have? It's been noted as an entrance, but it's not plotted. It doesn't show how deep yeah. or how... In fact, the map seems to basically... End the yeah, th- this gulf was represented, this side of the gulf was represented, but they I haven't see. really done much beyond that. So, a summary is, do you have any idea how long that tunnel is? No idea, no. Do you think we should surface to take on air? <laughs> Come on, William Shatner. <laughs> yeah. Should we surface to take on air? <laughs> Just to make sure we have um, the maximum amount before going into an unknown tunnel. I mean, it, it could be, we could be under there for 10 minutes. We could be under there for the entire day. We have no idea. Perhaps. We can try that, yes. Let's get right up to the mouth of the cave there. Surface and... Open the hatches. Open the door and let air come in for a few minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, basically. Okay. All right. Why don't we why don't we get ourselves right to the entrance and then go above? Uh I've been meaning to ask, how have you guys been able to plot all this on on the chart so accurately? This is the first time we've taken this out. We have taken depth charts from other captains. We did a lot of research before we started this project. Okay. But we have not been able to cover everything. And of course, here you can see any points, gestures towards the viewport, and you can see there was no sounding this part. Makes sense. Would you take us forward and up, Peter? Will do. Pedal to the metal, Captain. Commander. The apparatus begins moving forward. Even though there's no reason to, as soon as you leave the elevation where you are and head out over, it feels like the ground has dropped away from under your feet. And it's just a, an almost uncomfortable yeah, feeling unpleasant. to know you have no idea how deep this is. I imagine it's getting cold too, right? Uh, oh yeah, with yeah. deeper water there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you can definitely feel a little, it's maybe moisture is forming on the inner walls of the apparatus as a result. And um, so you feel the apparatus move out over the open water and you make it across to the other side. <laughs> for sure some monster is going to come up from the depths. A kraken! <laughs> and then you wanted to go up? Yes. Yeah, just, just surface Get and then just like crack refresh, the hatches. Yeah, refresh the, our air supply before going into this unknown tunnel. Peter pulls on the lever and the ship begins to rise and then suddenly you feel a jerk. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. The apparatus pauses in its ascent and all of you lurch forward and back. And then you can hear the engines whining as they are straining against some unknown force. A tentacle of a kraken. (laughs) And then suddenly, bam, on the viewport, you see 
a tentacle wrap itself around the apparatus, and then a large eye on the other viewport peers in through the window. There's two of them? I'm going to wave. Hello. How, 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 how deep are we? Well, we're on our way to the surface, but we're, right, ov- but we're over that deep. Yeah, you're probably about 300 feet deep at this point. God. What? Whose idea was it to lower us down <laughs> this far? <laughs> Certainly wasn't mine. Peter, what are you going to do? You are in charge of the controls. I'm going to actually reverse, and I'm going to try and maybe like juke. Into its beak? No, no, no. Juke right out of its tentacles, and maybe uh, if, if I had the opportunity to start, you know, crunching some stuff. With the claws. With the crab claws? Yeah, with the claws. <laughs> Give me a dexterity check. So I can really pull that handle. <laughs> no, this is for the apparatus. I'm going to use my inspiration point to re-roll that. <laughs> that was a seven. Absolutely disgusting. <gasps> oh, no! So you take the better of the two. Okay. Okay. Really? Was it a one? Yes. It was a one. <laughs> I rolled a seven. I'm like, I, I can roll. Any roll will be better than this. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. I had a feeling that would happen, actually. The apparatus begins to slide backward, and at first you can see the tentacles slipping along the outer hole, <laughs> and it's leaving behind a mucusy streak along the viewport as it slides. <clears throat> Lovely. And the eye widens and then you can see the pupil shrink daily and then you hear oh right and then you hear a clunk on the outside as something else latches on and then you can see another tentacle come around the side viewport so now you've got two tentacles on one side and an eye on the other you're not going anywhere it's wrapped around behind the end of the cylinder to keep you from backing out peter it's not working yeah you were coming out of your trance oh great Waste. Good timing. What's what's going on? Are, are <laughs> nothing, we done? Are we nothing done? Nothing, Lumberbush. It's okay. Just sit down. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Peter, it's not working. Go forward as fast as you can. All what's right, going then. on? Uh, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm going to just just go forward. What as fast is as I that? Uh, it's uh, it's a creature outside. Animal. One of the, one of the natives. Are we on? Are we on the surface yet? Nope. We're on our way to the surface. Peter, go forward as fast as you can. Oh, no, 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 no. The tentacles are tightening around the outer hole, and you can start to hear little creaks and things that are very disconcerting. We gotta get out. Get out of my way, Peter. We gotta get out. I know. Get out of my way. And so I knock Peter aside. I'm gonna grab the control. She knocks me out of the she knocks me to the side after I already got out of the seat and motioned her in. You won't give it a try, Tara? All right, so I'm going to grab the who's he, what's it, and uh, I'm going to try and uh, like move out the clippy arms. <laughs> technical terms. Move out the clippy arms. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Asimri says, how did you know what I called them? <laughs> no, okay, so I'm going to get out the crab claws and gun it at the same time. Okay. They don't really so hurt. what am I rolling? <laughs> no, I mean, what am I rolling? Yeah, I, know. I know I'm rolling a 20. Are you trying to attack it? I guess. Okay, so go ahead and roll, and you are going to add 8 to whatever you roll. <laughs> That's 24, then. That is a hit. The claws bite down, and even though you don't have any physical as- sensation associated with the claws, right. you can feel it's it's biting into something gummy. Ugh. Does it bite through it? 
better. Roll for damage. Oh, uh, what, what do I roll for damage? You roll 2d6. And let me ask you this. Which way did you push or pull the lever? Did you push it or pull it? Did you bring it up or down? Up. Okay, by bringing it up, you get to roll 2d6. Five. <laughs> okay, you do five points of damage. That's There's pitiful. no bonus to that? Oh, that yeah, do I get a bonus? Yeah, it's just 2d6. Where's the door to this thing? It's in the... <laughs> oh, Are you serious? Oh, my goodness. Okay, hang on, hang on. The claw bites down, and immediately the water around you becomes even darker. The blood issuing from the arm is obscuring your viewports. You can see, as it gets close to your windows, you can see that it's tinted red, but almost immediately the water is just filled with this inky blackness. Yeah, I, I thought you were talking about ink. And you can sense more than hear turmoil in the water outside. This thing is beginning to thrash. You can see the water is being heavily disturbed. And it takes a shot. The tentacles squeeze, and you can feel, again, more of that. You can hear more of that creaking happening as the various plates of the hull are compressing. And it's going to do... A measly six points of damage to your hull. I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to open up the door and get out. What? It, it requires the lever to be pulled. It does require a lever to be pulled. Okay. <laughs> As Tira quickly hides her notes of which <laughs> yes, lever does what. <laughs> I'm going to pull lever nine. Okay. Pull, pull lever nine. What does nine do? What, do you pull it down or push it up? I, I pull it down. The, you can hear the engines whining. And it feels like the apparatus is trying to rise. All right, I'm right. going to pull level, lever 10. Hang on, wait. That, that was your turn. That was pulling the lever. Okay. Right. was your turn. It is your turn, Peter. Oh, okay. So I'm going to uh, find the flask with the potion in it, and I'm going to try and force some down Wombrabash's throat. Okay. What should I roll with that? I guess first see if you can grapple him. That's my strength, right? When you want to grab a creature or wrestle with it, you can use the attack action to make a special melee attack a grapple. Using at least one free hand, you try to seize the target by making a grapple check again instead of an attack roll, a strength athletics check contested by the target's strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics check. You get to pick, Wombrabash. So do you have a preference between athletics or acrobatics? I do not. Go ahead and roll both of you. I have a 13. Total? Yep. I have a 5. Peter lunges at Wamberbash, and Wamberbash <laughs> stiff arms him. <laughs> shoves Peter, you go backwards into the wall. You clunk your head against a pipe. What? I didn't roll a natural 1. <laughs> <laughs> you hit your head against the wall. There's a resounding thud and a kind of a bong sound as you hit the wall, but that's it. I mean, you, he basically just denied you being able to grab. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, back to you, Tira. Buddy. All right. What are these two doing? He's on the ground, just kind of. He's, he's standing against the wall, looking oh. kind of dazed. What about Bash? I'm standing in front of the controls. His breath. He's just. <sighs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna try and knock Bash out of the way and grab the controls again. I guess. You never let go of the controls. He said he was at the controls. Uh, well, I'm over there. He, he just reached over and grabbed. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to elbow him back, and I'm going to try and... I'm not sure the legs are going to be much good. 
Ooh, try turning. Other than scratching him as we try and get away. Ooh, try turning. He, he I guess is, I could. He is, he try turning. That might throw him so off I'm or gonna something. gonna push up on uh, number seven. You turn, right. or you try to turn, right. and it's you can feel that it's a lot more sluggish than it should be. Right. It's and not really doing anything for you. Too, I can't because it's also moving along with you. It's moving along. Yeah, it's wrapped around you. So I can't go out with the claws again, huh? You can use the claws to snip. I mean, the all tentacles right. are all over the place. All right. But you turning, it's just, it's latched onto oh. you and it's just turning with you. All right, so I can turn to his summaries. His summaries are that, does this apparatus have any weapons of any kind besides these claws out front? Cannon, harpoon, anything. He looks over to Bakongo and Bakongo says, The claws. <sighs> okay, um, I guess I'm going to try and snap again. I then. need to get out of here right now. Hold on, Bash. You don't want to go out there right now. I promise you don't. I want to go out there. No, you don't. I'm going to go again with the claws. That's a 19 plus whatever. That's a hit. Okay. So 2d6? Yes. I'm going to roll them separately. <laughs> That's not good. They're two totally different weights. That did not work out well. <laughs> okay. So the first on the first turn, I rolled a four and a one. This time I rolled a three and a two. <laughs> it takes another five points of damage. <laughs> And then the tentacles wrap even tighter. Ah! I don't know what to do. Womberbash is shaking his head. We can't go out there. I can't attack it with my sword. We need to get out of here. The apparatus, you hear now uh, buckling sounds. Oh, we, dear. We have got to get out of this thing. Uh, we can't get out of it. If we go out there, he the, the thing will just eat us. You can see Bakongo and Asimaris pressing their faces against both sides, both viewports. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly the the creaking eases. Uh-oh. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> oh, no. Not good. <laughs> Go, Bash. Fine. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. I'm going to pull lever 10. <sighs> Down. What are you rolling for? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a 16 if it is. That makes any difference. Your strength check fails and you can't lift the lever. You pull down on 10. You hear a hissing sound and nothing happens. Oh. Quick tackle him. After a moment, you hear Bakongo say, Oh no. You see the base of the tentacle drifting by your window. It's been completely severed from the body. Oh no. And the water begins to clear. Okay. Tira, get us out of here. You see nothing in the inky blackness of the water. I'm just going to go straight up. You begin to move up. When suddenly there is a ramming sound from the rear of the cylinder. Palmer <laughs> Bash, this is your fault. It's not my fault. How is it my fault? <laughs> I was sleeping and I woke up. You guys got us in this mess. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's a lot of dice you just rolled. Oh, not cool. Well, it was nice adventuring with you yeah. guys. <laughs> I think that season's going to end a little sooner than we thought. You know, my I'm turn. Just gonna, my I'm turn. Just, I'm just going to start. I'm, <laughs> my I'm, turn. I'm just going to start rolling up a new character if that's all right, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That is not a good sound coming from the DM, y'all. I'm scared. There is a resounding bang as something hits the side and then a dead black eye looks in through the viewport. Asimaris goes staggering backward, clutching at Bakongo. 
And then a large fin goes slipping by the outside. It's a shark. And it is your turn, Peter. Oh, boy. All right, well, um, regardless of what's going on, either I am just dead set on getting Wombard Bash or I'm too dazed by the blow to the head to really um, pay attention to what just happened. But I'm just going to, like, keep trying to pacify Wombard Bash. I'm, I'm going to try and grapple him once again. I fell out of my hand, but you know what? I'm keeping the roll as it is. Mod 20. Okay. You manage, Womberbash seems to be distracted by the sudden hard bang against the craft. And so you use that opportunity to wrap your arms around him and hold him tight. You have, what's your strong arm, your right arm? Yeah. You've wrapped him with your left arm. And with your right hand, you pop the cork on the bottle. And <laughs> now it's going to be a dexterity check for your bonus action to see if you can force the neck of the bottle through his mouth. 13. Total? Yeah. Give me a contested, uh, make it a, just a plain dexterity check. 10. Okay, you feel the, the glass of the bottle clink against your teeth, and you fight, but some of the drops slip through. You guys are not winning my trust. Okay. Sorry. You guys wait till I get out of this thing. You are trying. If you open the door, we all go down. What do you want us to do? I'm just saying. Uh, okay, that's fine. We will take that chance. <laughs> you know what? Fine by me. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Another emotional episode. Trouble get ready, in guys. paradise, folks. We understand that, but we cannot have Bash opening the door on this thing because he's scared. Okay. Um, and that's the beastie. So yeah. am I asleep at this point? Or am I knocked out? You stiffen and your eyes go wide again. And you have that fami now familiar sensation of drifting through your boots and then settling through the sky onto the mountaintop. Okay. This time, though, I land on the mountaintop and I'm like looking around saying, I got to get out of this. Okay. Buddy. All right. Well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> when it comes back to your turn, we'll handle it then. Okay. He needs two more turns to figure out what he's going to do with that the mechanics. He's going to roll like a natural 20 on like some kind of constitution. I know, he's going to roll a natural 20 so much on like a constitution check and immediately wake up and I'm going to have to go through all this again. No, we're going to do something else, man. We can't do this again. Behead him. No. Go ahead. Oh. Your, that hit by whatever it was outside has set you drifting and it seems like something is damaged on the exterior. Oh, no. oh you're kidding me. You're you're spinning very slowly in a counterclockwise yeah, yeah, yeah. manner. Are we going down? Or? You're not going down. Okay. You're, you're staying at the current depth, but you're now just drifting okay. counterclockwise. All right. Your headlights gleaming out. You can see the last swishes of a tail swimming away from you. Just a mere couple of seconds later, something comes screaming towards you, and all you see is teeth and a mouth. That was a terrible roll, both of them. It buzzes right by you, and now you're spinning counterclockwise more quickly okay. because of its passage. Right. It's pulled you right along with it. But you now have an opportunity to attack. Okay. To, Get us out of here. We need, to, or, we, need to, we need to pull over to land. You now have an opportunity to do something. I said attack, but right. I meant do something. My first, my first thing was going to be to ask the summaries. Are the, are the engines functioning? Can we move? You must try. 
All right. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> grief. For, okay, so it's the fifth. No, sixth one is forward, backward. Yeah, you don't have to say the number. I, it, I know. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just say I'm going. I thought forward. you had to. I had to prove to you that I knew which one I was pulling. No, I. You have the notes. I. Oh, okay. I trust that you know. All right, so I'm gonna pushing forward is gonna move us forward. It's not gonna move us up, really. There is a lever for moving up. Oh. However, uh, that does not seem to be working at the moment. Well, I was, I was gonna push forward on the one to go forward. I. Where are you going? Away <laughs> from that. I just need, I'm trying to move so that when that thing comes back, we're not in the same spot and maybe he won't, I don't know. What do you remember about your surroundings? I mean, there was that tunnel ahead. I guess I got, we were going to surface before going in there, but I guess we need to go there. Ugh, see, now I'm talking, I'm thinking if I go forward into that tunnel, the thing could just follow us and then we are in an enclosed space with that dude. It looks like the tunnel is narrow enough. That it would not be able to follow you. Oh, this, right. Judging from what you have seen, this thing is massive. All right. Well, I'm going to make for the tunnel then. Like Megalodon. <laughs> it's the Megalodon! The Meg! All right. All right. Well, I guess we're going to head for the tunnel then. Forget getting going up for air. We just need to... You are... That's going to take one more turn. Okay. Because you're drifting and you're not turned the right way. So one more turn will bring you all the way around to face <laughs> that. You're turning. You're turning as fast as it can go yeah. right now. Okay. Because it goes in 90 degree increments. Oh, okay. All right. So you begin the turn. Yeah. And that's going to take your your action. I guess so. Womber bash. Um, like I said, I landed in my, my head space and um, I look around and then I remember something. And then I, I get down and I cross my legs and I use both of my hands and I put them over the, where my scar is on the chest. And I go down and I think really hard and I say, Smoothie, awake. And my chest, inside my chest, it glows, uh, it glows like my smoothie stone glows inside my chest. And I'm trying to force myself to wake up. <laughs> if the DM will allow it. <laughs> Let's go with a wisdom check, just a general wisdom check. And you need to beat a 17. This is a very powerful potion. That is a 19 You're kidding. <laughs> so 22. You have just settled down onto the mountaintop, and then it's like you begin drifting back up. You're, you straighten up, feet are just barely touching the stone, and then you begin to drift up into the sky again, clutching your hands across your chest. And coming back to you through the haze is the sound of engines and water rushing and people yelling at each other. Okay, so when I wake up, I'm going to go... <laughs> and I'm going to um, do... That's that's it. What? It took you six seconds to go through all that. But I have bonus actions. What's your bonus action? My bonus action is to um, uh, spend two side points to have feet of strength. Oh boy. Are you kidding? <laughs> no! <laughs> okay. So on my next turn, I'm going to be a little stronger. <laughs> like plus six or plus five? It's um, plus five. This is not going to go well. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what have you done? Peter? I meant to add this in earlier, but I did station Peter basically right next to Womberbash to kind of watch it because like, I'm not controlling the, the apparatus or anything. And I can't really do anything useful, so I'm just I'm just basically standing by Wombash, ready to restrain him if need be. Okay. And thump the whole time. You've been getting all sorts of. I mean, the smells are just flooding this small mm -hmm. chamber. 
heavy on the vinegar, heavy on the sweat. Um, it's yeah. obvious that he is just not happy. <laughs> and a little and, extra from Wamberbash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Wamberbash or Thump? <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness, you can now blame a lot of things on <laughs> Thump. <laughs> Bad rules for the shark, woohoo! Yeah, it swims right by you again, and this time you can see clearly defined in the water is a gigantic shark. You've seen or heard of sharks before. This is like nothing you've ever heard of. It's massive. And it passes and actually pulls your, because it's coming from the opposite direction, it's actually pulling you back a little bit from the direction you had been spinning. So you're going to have to really continue your movement here. Hard over! (laughs) Okay, Tira? All right, are we close to facing the thing yet? This turn you can do it, but it's you're really leaning on that stick. Yeah. And you it's almost like you if you push any harder it's going to snap. You you're just so <laughs> like you're so the, tense. Like with a joystick. <laughs> yeah. I push it further, <laughs> I extend, it's going to go faster. Okay. At last you your headlights you see them shining along the cliff face, mm-hmm. cliff face and then suddenly they go deeper yeah. and you realize this is the tunnel entrance. All right, go 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 and I push the thing forward to okay. go forward. There's that rushing sound as water begins to flow around you, and from behind you, you can hear. Well, you can't hear it. it sharks don't make noise. Sharks growling. <laughs> I hear. <laughs> I hear vibrations in the water. Yeah. <laughs> it thrashes angrily. Yeah. Okay, uh, you have a very uncomfortable feeling at your back. It's like something yes. is just pressing against your back, right on your spine. Uh, a summary is go to the back uh, port and look out. There is no back port. It's there two sides and two sides oh, in the yeah. front. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch <laughs> that. I guess that's it then. I was going to send someone back to make sure we weren't being followed, but I guess we can't do that. How far does the tunnel go on? We as don't far know. As, as far as we can see. We don't know. You make your way in and from behind, you know, again, there's just that awful feeling that something is coming right behind you. You press on, you go, you swim in a good 20 feet on this turn. And now we've left combat. Womberbash, what are you going to do? You go into a different kind of combat. Um, oh dear. <laughs> what can I do to ruin my party's I really day? I wish you hadn't have gone into this uh, tunnel. Where it's really restricted. You on, now see nothing. You said we're about 20 feet into the tunnel? Yeah. And it looks like the tunnel is smaller than the, the huge shark. Yes. That's still significantly large. It's it's almost like um, you remember the wormhole on the asteroid in yes. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, Something yeah, yeah. not that big, but big enough to allow okay. your submersible. Um, I am going to sit down and cross my legs, close my eyes, and lower my head, and put my both hands on my uh, scar on my chest. And I'm just going to rock slowly back and forth and just uh, calm myself down. Oh, okay. Okay. I yeah. want you to roll a constitution check with a DC of 15. Yep. It is a um, 19. Wow. Your strength, your artificially infused strength releases off of you. I was going to say if you failed it, you were going to take some damage some physical damage because you were just and your body just wasn't prepared to handle it Mm -hmm. uh and so yeah you you feel the whatever you summoned disperse from you and you can see thump 
look over at you with a concerned expression on his face. It's almost like he smelled that release. I smell he concern. Did, because it was what I ate. But now I'm just <laughs> Oh, my God. Tira, you are at the controls and starting to feel the, the adrenaline rush through you and exit your system. Yeah. As it goes, a chilly... You you start shaking at the controls because you're just that that icy feeling afterward is hitting you now, but you know with beads of sweat on your forehead you are just pushing forward on that stick mm-hmm. and you are charging through this tunnel as yeah. fast as you can go. So with the light shining in front of us, what do I what what can I see then? What are, what is in this passage? It's like a long bored hole right through the rock. It looks like it's solid rock, and it looks completely clear up ahead. It's uh, it's just very smooth walls, and it's not making too many deviations. Everything is very smooth, and so you're able to steer with very little difficulty. What does my stone cunning tell me about? Does it look like it's a natural formation, or that somebody has somebody bored this tunnel on purpose? Why don't you roll me a stone cunning check? Good job. <laughs> I'm smelling an inspiration point coming. She already has one, I think. Oh. No, not that I've. Re- well, yeah, you do. I have one on this page, but not on that one. You need to. I have finished you transferring to... pages. <laughs> I didn't know we get. She two. just stockpiles. <laughs> that's okay. That's enough. Oh, okay. You realize that this is probably the result of current. So okay, it's just. So it's a natural formation. Yes, it looks like it's worn smooth by the passage of water, and as you begin to say something about this, there's a boom, and you're, it's like you're you lurch forward again in the seat. Someone hit us in the back. That's what it feels like, okay. but you see Bakongo and Asimari straining to look out their, their separate viewports behind them, and uh, they, they say, we don't see anything. Suddenly, you can see the water around you beginning to get turbulent, and it's obvious that you are now in a current. It's carrying you okay, along. I was just going to say, is the, the, water is just, the water is rushing along and, and carrying us with it. Yes, and suddenly... No matter what you do, you're just making tiny adjustments to your uh-huh. steering mechanism to keep from banging into the right. walls. The current grips you, and the frame of the apparatus shudders alarmingly. You begin to accelerate, gaining in speed as the water pushes you along. It seems like you continue to pick up speed, moving faster than any living creature should. At some point, however, you seem to hit your maximum, and the shuddering of the frame quiets. In the absence of a clock, it feels as though you've been caught in this current for hours but it's probably no more than a few minutes. Perhaps you're grateful that the water is dark enough that you can't measure your speed. (laughs) Every now and then you see a flash as you pass something outside the current. After more time moving like this, you begin to become aware of a gentle glow surrounding the outside of your underwater ship. You shoot out of the exit of the tunnel, and just like you had hoped, the rock opens out, and before you, you see nothing but open sea. What time of day is it? It was midday mm-hmm. before the attack. Okay. So still then. Yeah. That was only yeah. Basically, a it's been a few minutes, right? Okay. Maybe, maybe uh, 15 minutes since the beginning of the attack. And okay. that, that, um, that fight was over, so therefore bone are, we, we get rid of temporary hit points and stuff, right? Yes. Okay. Get rid of temp. Hey, Tara, I'll, uh, I'll take over the controls if you want. Uh, let, let's get up to the surface. I want to see where we are. Okay. You are continuing to go forward while you're discussing this. And you both, I guess, are up at the front of the mm-hmm. apparatus looking out the front viewport. As your eyes become accustomed to the light of your surroundings, 
you notice something. Gently floating shapes. They appear like large sheets of free-swimming cloth, diaphanous, waving slightly in the slower water. They seem to be living creatures, because from time to time one pulls against the current, curling its edges to lessen its surface area as it pushes back. But if they fall behind too much, they expand to full size, allowing the current to carry them at greater speed and catch up. The end result is a constantly shifting display of light and color. Through some quirk of nature, the light seems amplified here, shifting slightly in color. It isn't until you see the light gleam off of one of these pearlescent creatures that you see the water around it takes on its prismatic hues. As you continue your underwater journey, your view becomes tinted with every perceivable color. Yellows, greens, reds, oranges, blues, purples, even whites. They change from moment to moment, moving in eerie silence a mere hand's breadth away. The only thing between you is the thick glass of the vessel's viewports. The creatures dance about you, allowing the smooth metal hull of your unusual vessel to slide under their reaching, curious extremities. It's what you imagine diving into a tunnel a vibrantly colored silk might look and feel like. The whole scene is heartrendingly beautiful, and through the walls you think you might even hear a sort of music. What are these things? Does anybody know? A summaries? Peter? I have no clue. They are staring out the windows. Thump is right there, pressing his scaly nose against the glass. No one, first of all, no one seems inclined to even talk. They're just mesmerized by the display. But at last. Maybe the tear at a beat to brutishly. <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> what are these things? Who did we're, it? Actually, we're actually, all, <laughs> we're all actually crowding in front of her into the, into the display so she can't see. You are able to pull on the stick. It's a lot more, not nearly as responsive to ascend as it had been before the attack. So basically what you end up doing is just nosing up just enough mm-hmm. that given enough time, you're mm-hmm. going to eventually surface. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, because clearly this thing's damaged. We need to get above so that we can get out and have a look at it. Yeah, we need to get on land. You begin to pull away from these creatures, whatever they are. Eventually they get to a point. uh, It's almost like there's another drop-off, not nearly as forbidding as the last one. Once they reach the edge, they come to a stop, and they hover along the edge, and they begin to drift back from where they came. At long last, you rise from the depths, and the circle of light above grows steadily brighter and larger. And that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> I need to breathe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, my goodness. Do you ever ha- do those things in, like, movies where when the characters go underwater that <laughs> yes. you, like, hold your breath to see if you can? Yeah. I, do that all- I do that when I'm reading books. <laughs> yeah. Now I just want to, like, go just... <gasps> Oxygen. Man, oh, man. Okay, let's talk experience points. We explored the whole of the cave, so that's 100 points. <laughs> yes. I'm going to give you one experience each for the shark and the octopus. So two? Yeah, basically two for the encounter. Um, since you didn't really defeat them, you just kind of... Got away. Got away. <laughs> and then I will give you one for finding the ghostly lights. Outside of game, can we know what they're called? Ghostly lights. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I What I wanted, and this is where I wish I could go back to previous episodes, when you were sailing down to Abendale and the sailors were telling stories, 
uh, I was thinking it would have been neat to have mentioned that there were stories of ghostly lights in the water and no one knew quite what they are. And so you've seen them firsthand. And I just thought, they're not legendary. They're real things. Yeah, it's too late. But of course, the sailors being sailors have come up with all these explanations for what they are. The souls of the dead or whatever. What are you trying to say about sailors? The bridge by frost. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I have for given experience points. Norse battle. I want to nominate uh, Wombabash for his... Annoying, but admittedly excellent role-playing, you know, even in the heat of combat when the worst thing he can try to do is open the hatch. And yet the, the fact that he's com- so committed to playing the character that he's willing to do that nevertheless is admirable. So it would have been interesting. I don't know what would have happened if you had been successful. <laughs> I, guess. I mean, I had a plan in case I was successful. Okay. You had a plan, but no Thank one else goodness. did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, take two for that. Can I tell you what my plan was? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, Let's hear it. So I was going to try to yell out and say, you need to tip it like this so the, 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 the hole is, I mean, the door's at the bottom. Uh-huh. That way when it opens, water doesn't rush in. I could get out. I was going to do swim and gills, and I was going to take out my panabas or sword, and I was going to try to stab that those things in the eyes. I was going to fight it in the water. Hmm. Oh, that would have that so, been so much and better. And then I could have swum back up, close the door, knock me out, continue on our way yeah right you could have told us this but he wouldn't tell you uh, how his plans were yeah Yeah. i mean but that would be that would be so much better that'd be so cooler that would have been neat so much more cinematic so now when you come up for air you just jump back in and start looking yeah yeah exactly (laughs) here fishy fishy (laughs) yeah okay like like see i close the door and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) i can see you just swimming under the water <laughs> okay, any other nominations? I feel like I was also going to nominate Bash or something, but now I don't want to because yeah, he's don't. already tons ahead of us. Uh, how, how, how and about... I've already forgotten what it was <laughs> after discussing this whole thing. Come I on, come thing. on, you can do it. No, I forget what it was. It was going to be for something like. Was it, was it when oh, I ca- It was going to be for your like waking yourself up. I think I should get maybe one or 0.5 for staying calm. Like basically, come, yeah. uh, over. I didn't really overcome the fear. It's taking everything not for, with me not to freak out, right. but also like using my inside your hidden inside stone, stone to yeah. help bring me strength. Right. I did Aww. nominate you for your role playing in general. That's true, but this is different. <laughs> this is another level no, of role playing. I think that's part of it. I liked <laughs> it. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's different. I want to nominate Tira for something because she's behind everybody else. And has been for a long time. Yes. Start Let's doing see. cooler things. Um, uh, hey. she, she played her impetuosity when she knocked Peter out of the She's way. She's the only one who inflicted damage. That is true. Twice with the, with the um, oh, we should nominate her for the name of those things. What were they called? The clippy arms? The clippy arms. <laughs> Take two for, uh, for the role playing aspect. <laughs> for comic relief. For knocking Peter out of the way and saying, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> clippy arms was just flavor fun. <laughs> it's my turn on the, on the crab machine. You promised. All right, any other nominations? Uh, me for my 10th to pacify Womber. Yeah, why don't you take one? Nice. I am so close. What? Let's hear the recap. I am so close. Man. Let's hear All the right. recap. Tira is 71 points into level five. Womber Bash is 95 points into uh, level five. Oh, shut up. Uh, Peter Greyhawk is 76 experience, uh, experience points into level five. How is he 26? 20- 
five points ahead of me. He does too many cool stuff. We need to up our game. People keep nominating him for experience okay. points. <laughs> Let's stop this. We're a team, people. <laughs> if I ex- succeed, we all succeed. That's no. not really true. <laughs> That's not really true. No. Yeah, I think he's padding his numbers over there. No, Smoke. not at all. He's like, all. I'll take five <laughs> with both hands. <laughs> okay. Good job. I thought it'd be interesting to have an underwater battle. It's a different element, pun intended, uh, to have, you're not able to rely on your own skills anymore. You're completely reliant right. on the machine. I can't pull out my axe That's and be right. like, I'm going to chop these tentacles off. Like, That's, That's right. That's what I wanted to get And I also wanted the suspense element. You know, yeah. just, I have always been terrified of things underwater. Yep. <laughs> when I was a kid and I had a book about underwater creatures, I didn't want to touch the pictures on the pages. I would turn it by the corner <laughs> so I didn't have to touch the picture because it was just bad. I remember I had I was I had like this encyclopedia thing. It had a picture of like one of those um fish that had like the angler fish. fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that picture terrified me. Those are some like, weird I, looking I've, fish. I avoided that page at all costs. But I also I loved that part where you the where the tentacle just like slapped onto the onto the viewport because that's like every underwater thriller ever yeah but i i played that scene so well in my head when you described that oh yeah thump also got some experience points he was at 50 last time he should get like 20 <laughs> we keep for all the sense that he put into thump. That. uh let's go with i'll give him three yeah that sounds close to 20 so thump has 53 experience points into level three awesome he needs to get some frontline stuff going on yeah, yeah. okay that's it. Great job. Uh, I just had fun with the game itself. We will see you here again next time at Stack of Dice. All set? Uh, yeah. All set? Yes. All set? Everyone speak into your individual microphone. Hello. Speak, 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 speak. Hello. Okay, this is off. Hello. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Come on, from the top. Hello. Hello.